0: Auto Geeklings and welcome to another episode of Two Geeks Talk Movies. Tonight we're doing the most 2020s movie of 2021. I am your host John and with me as always is my co-host Joanne. Hey. Hey there. So how are you then? I'm doing
1: okay. How are okay. you? How are you?
0: Eh, I can't complain. <laughs> um, I will say, but this movie was supposed to be done in November, right after *Viva Vendetta*, but it's mm. due to technical difficulties and the internet cocking up and the laptop being a fucking disaster. So, this is put back to as far as I could get it. So, I thought we would doing this because this, as I said, this is the most 2020 movie ever. I mm. mean, honestly, bloody well, God, we are doing *1984*. A.K.A. I've got here the anti-Viva Vendetta.
1: Is this anti-Viva yeah. Vendetta? Hmm. Is it really a Yeah, no. Mm,
0: okay, okay. So have you read the book?
1: I have.
0: Is it as, Did I say, dry as this
1: movie is? I, it's almost drier. Oh, Jesus. You, ha- you have to read the book to see how much, uh, although, you know, that movie, for all that it is, it sticks to the book pretty well but you have to read the book just to see how if you think the dry and you know depressing almost in a way to watch you have to read the book to just see how much hmm. more it can get
0: okay okay interesting very interesting so when did you first watch this thing because i think i watched this all way back when i was in high school and oh my god it was so fucking depressing i was like
2: oh
1: I mean, I first watched this. I think I had to watch it in high school for something, um, mm-hmm. and then other than that, I watched it in November when we were meant to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess I watched this in high school. I think it was for, it was either history or drama class, one of the two. Mm. Um, and I thought this was depressing, as fucking dry as, and it's like mm. God, and I hated it. It so cheap. It felt so grimy and disgusting. It's like mm, I didn't like it at all.
2: Um, yeah.
1: I remember watching this for history and thinking you know wow well, I hope I I hope we never had to live in a world like that, Same mm. with that word, so.
0: yeah yeah so is this the world we're actually living in today I mean
1: I mean at least what a good 60 70 percent of it is too close to the bone for what we're now experiencing, I would say
0: yeah I mean what was it the half they say there's a, a virus that's ravaged the, all the land and all that stuff and people are segregated and separated and you've got, like, people that can't just you can't do that, you have to watch what you say but you can't say, S C W stuff, you know what I mean? Then yeah, that's, like,
1: whole... never-ending war and things and, mm. you know, and leaving control down to, you know, your thoughts,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, this is the most 2020 movie mm. I've ever, ever watched and it is the most... It's the ammunition, the right wing used for, oh my god, this is what I think I do, da, 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 da. No, no, no. I think you're talking about the extreme left wing. Yeah. have things censured and cancelled and you can't say, you can't say you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do get on a small market. No. I mean, I've been called a right wing apologist or right winger for about five years now. No. I'm a mm-hmm. centralist, not a fucking right winger or a left wing because the left is just as bad as the right. In fact, okay, yeah. I said this before and I'm going to say it here. I think the right has infiltrated the left and has stocked up the extreme left wing to make the right wing more palatable. You know?
1: you know, it's a fair point to make, and let's face it, it is plausible, as history in this movie shows as well. You know, anything in the past or anything that starts with controlling the present or the future is always it's always written by the one most in power, so we're never going to know too truly to yeah. believe. Yeah. I mean, I've got
0: here my notes. The first thing I want to talk about right off the bat is the quote the movie opens up on. He who controls the past controls the future, just like today. Mm. Except you can't control the past to the future, or you're doomed to repeat the past, your past mistakes. This is what annoys me about, oh my God, we have to... Destroy this mood. You have to ban this mood, ban this mood, ban, 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 ban. No. We have to pull down statues. No, because you're completely destroying the point of the fucking statues to learn from the mistakes. Yeah. I mean, it is ridiculous. It is goddamn fucking other shit. Oh, we have to ban certain words. No. You do not give words power to ban them. I mean, it's down to you as an individual to, to say and do what you want to do sort of stuff. But don't say, oh my God, you can't say a certain word because it's so evil and so nasty and so how about you take the power from the word then
1: yeah exactly it's like a word's only a word that's got no power unless you make it something bigger than just the word it is and like if someone calls me a dyke uh which i get called you know 70 percent of the time i'm like yeah that's just a word that doesn't do anything physically to me uh, uh, i'm from scotland A dyke i have all their water so
2: yes yeah you know yeah.
1: Um so uh, like so if I then react to that word a derogatory term for a lesbian, then I'm just giving more power to a word that had no actual meaning towards that in the first place. So like when people call me a dike, I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's just a word and look it up, I'm Scottish. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to me than a body of water.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's the same with <clears throat> it's the same when people call like be a fag it's like Ooh. yeah a fag is a bundle of sticks you know <laughs> or it's a cigarette
1: well, I was going to say depending on the part of them doing it's a cigarette as well yeah um,
0: yeah so it's ridiculous I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a word what do you fucking do we'll brush it off yeah. and continue on your day yeah, okay, got
1: to be... Sorry. you sorry on no, 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 you go sorry I was just going to say like, if, they just, if they continue to let little things like this get bigger than what they are and things like that then you know very, very soon,
0: this movie could become reality. Let's face it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be. If you give words extreme power, then it's like, how are you going to cope in the real world? I mean, you're stuck in your little fucking Twitter bubbles, and your your Tumblr bubbles, and your Instagram bubbles, and your TikTok bubbles. But what about the real world? How are you going to cope in the fucking over Oh my god, you can't say this. You can't say this. Can't, how about instead of seeing the malice and everything, you try to? I don't know a skin did I see, and yeah. like roll with the punches until it gets extreme. Then you start kicking up a fuss.
1: Absolutely. I mean, God, we both grew up in the well, the nineties, especially. Mm. You know, it's like things that are saying from now you're like, my God, even when I was at primary school, that was common language. Mm.
0: Yes, it's, it's a political joke.
1: It's like it's like the sense of being offended and we have both said it before in the on the on the podcast, but that sense of being offended by absolutely everything and every word in the written language, you're like, if you're offended by everything, then in theory you're offended by nothing because you're cancelling it out.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean there's a new meme floating around Twitter which I saw last week and it was what was it, words that offend people and it's basically a dictionary. I'm <laughs> like, oh, for fuck's sake! So the right wing have black us, As I say, I think yeah. the le- the right wing has leached into the left, and the left is too fucking stupid to do this. But the what's happening? So mm. they're biting each other and they're attacking each other, ankle each other, and the right wing's going, look, look, look they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Look, look at this. Look, are we ordering it? Because he's fucking. It's the burn sort of scenario. It's like,
1: yeah. Okay
0: then. I mean, hmm, hmm.
1: Definitely.
0: But let's get back to this movie then. I think I said, it this helps. was Richard Burton's last movie. As he died on the fifth of August, nineteen
2: eighty-four. Apparently, oh.
0: mm, apparently he had a terrible time remembering his lines. I would often go forty to fifty takes. You know, wow. plus he was kind of drunk on set. It's like, ooh, get in. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's that's a thing for you. So, mm. because apparently Richard Burton's alcoholism was legendary, like in Exorcist 2, which was I think two years earlier. He mm-hmm. was drunk continually on set and harassed uh, Linda Blair constantly. It's like, ooh, Kieran.
1: Oh, God, so- yeah. They've been saying that for... They've been saying that that thing we have been floating about for a year about the mm-hmm. way he was on that set.
0: Yeah, and again, he couldn't remember these lines. It was all on cue cards and such. So it's like, ooh, Kieran. Wow. Um also let's talk about the movie score, which was supposed to be done by uh Anna Linux and well actually Rothniks. Mm. But the studio wanted David Bowie. But he wanted way too much money, so they decided to do classical music instead.
1: I mean I think the classical side fits it a hell of a lot better than what you or David Bowie could have done. Mm, yeah,
0: me, me, I think nothing would sort have of aged it too much or put it right into the 80s. Yeah. Whereas Bowie would have maybe a lifted, elevated it, but again, he wanted uh, too much money. So but then
2: again,
1: it on what, like, I hate to say song, because I can't imagine it would have been a song per se to mm. fit the movie, but it would have depending on what they specifically would have done. But like you say, I wish me considering they are pre- they are null and void now, they would have dated it too much.
0: hmm mm-hmm yeah yeah exactly exactly so an piece of information i found out about this movie this was filmed during april and june
2: 1984
0: uh-huh. and was actually dated when uh john horchke's character written in a diary it was actually the day and <laughs> the date so that was more that's interesting
1: a cool that's a cool cut, touch i never
0: knew that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so let's get into uh, again the nuts and bolts so this had between three and five million pound budget and this thing pulled in eight million pounds, so it kind of tanked, you know. It kind mean, of tanked, you know,
1: indeed. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Starring John Hurt, Richard Burton, Susanna Hamilton, and Gregor Fisher, directed by Michael. uh what was his name? Redford, who yeah, was the Mm. Oh, Radford, I, I, thought a, I thought it was an E, so it's an E. I <laughs> can't read one mind, yeah, he's a documentarist and has never done another music, uh, another, another, music, another uh, movie, he was doing weird documentaries, I think he's still doing documentaries to this day.
1: As is he? I can't say, for someone that watches 70% of the thing, I watch is all documentary, can't say I've ever heard of him, to be perfectly honest, but you know. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's weird stuff he's doing. Anyway, let's mm. go to the plot. In an alternate 1984 future, a man struggles to fight the system. His job is to rewrite the history books, making, quote, the party look good. Everything in this totalitarian future so that word, right? <laughs> um, is banned from sugar to, to books to three-fought and indeed sex. The man fights to control and he falls in love with another censor i mean was she a sensor? all anyway. right so can they be free or is his future a doomed find out here so that's a kind of rough plot of this thing
1: yeah which fits the movie because let's like, face it it's pretty rough but that's the style they were going for so you know mm. yeah
0: yeah 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 so first thing i want to talk about is the gigantic v used for the party As this is the same V in in V for Vendetta. (laughs) So these two are linked. I mean, not always have the same cast member, i.e., John Hurt, who's one of the first roles in the movies. So,
2: hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I noticed the first thing I noticed oh my God, it's a gigantic red V. I went, okay then. So this is where V for Vendetta came from.
1: Yeah, that's why I noticed that and the obvious, you know, hint to the Nazi party everywhere you look. Mm, Um, Yes. Yeah. yeah, but um, I was going uh, Viva Vendetta Am I watching? You know, am I back watching the rock, back watching Vendetta watching But you know. Mhm,
0: mm-hmm. and then it opens up on possibly the most depressing thing I've ever seen this side of a fucking Apple commercial. <laughs> um, a sea of dead-eyed, broken people mm. um, watching propaganda videos showing the party and why it's so right and so righteous and so in power. Showing death, violence, and war, brainwashing them into thinking the right of man is a wrong, free thinking is wrong, and they must follow the word of the party. No such thing as a free thinker. Again, is this SUW stuff?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, that did flash up, and I was just taken back to the countless documentary I've watched, where you see all the propaganda stuff from the Nazis, and I was mm. like. I just just w- looking at my screen going, oh, come on, take, you know, everything from the salute to the uniform. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just a Nazi, Nazi meeting the the youth." Yeah, know.
0: yeah, yeah, the, the, the stuff was kind of weird, it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video then shows the uh, resistance leader, uh, Goldstein, or Goldstein, the way they pronounce it, it's like Kierisstein or Stein,
2: yeah. played
0: by John Boswell who tells the truth that the party is wrong, evil, uncanny and power mad. Yet quote, Big Brother, played by uh, Bob Flagg, has hyped him up so much that the crowd are screaming and throwing both hands up in the air, trying out the truth. And I'm going, oh my God, it's Nazism right there and then. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
1: from the very first to the very last scene it just screams Nazism, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just, it was almost strange how they would allow the party leader and then the resistance leader to broadcast almost at the same time, you know mm. what I mean?
0: Mm. I think the resistance leader like, hijacked the signal.
1: Oh, was so it almost like, I'm Hans? guessing it was like that, I mean, I have no idea, because I'm saying to myself,
0: why are they showing the two, Uh, um, say again? The two opposing sides wouldn't it be one side of it's brainwashing, so why was I? Oh, I don't know. Moving on. Yeah. But this thing goes on for four full minutes, and yeah. my my ears are burst from the constant screaming. I had to turn this thing down. I was like, oh my god, this sound mix is horrendous. It's just mm. god. So when the video was over, there's like two full minutes of crowd chanting, sitting there going big, 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 holding up both arms that are now crossed. And I'm going. Oh
2: my
1: God! What is happening here? <laughs> yeah, I had noticed for that whole two minutes there was like a sea of, you know, chants towards the party leader. The, some, some were shouting like creator and criminal, and then instantly the whole room did that whole. It looked like a, it looked like the, the, the effect across. Mm,
0: yeah. yeah I was going? Okay then. Mm. Um. So I don't know if it's computer. Uh, we meet Winston Smith, played by the late Sir John Hurt, as he writes the history books, edits the world's newspapers, as, quote, Big Brother is watching in a very small TV screen, With old thinkers being unbelievable, newspaper speak is now completely and utterly wrong, because there's think thing called wrong speak. I'm going to in here. Who prints these newspapers then, and why isn't it edited if Big Brother controls the entirety of this
1: world? Yeah. And so even it's... if and then even if that are going through the archive, wouldn't they just wouldn't they just burn them and re rewrite mm. their own record of it and not physically edit them all out?
0: Yeah, I mean I love the fact that he's sitting there looking at pictures of, of various people and saying, Oh my god, he was a brave soldier. Next minute he's going, no no, he was a, a spy and a traitor and did and I'm going, What's happening here? I mean he knows some of these people personally and he's still saying traitor da, da, and editing out their their uh, obituaries yeah. so I'm going, if the if the party controls everything in this world, why are they allowing this to be printed, I mean it's stupid
1: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense why they were printed originally for them to be edited because like, let's face it, the party controls everything probably down to when they go to the toilet then mm-hmm. you know, surely they can just stop that from ever being printed and then they wouldn't have to, I, I think it was almost written to give them a backstory as to why that's now their job to edit that all out. But let's face it, they, you know, if they were drawing if they were drawing inspiration for this party from Nazism, which is mm-hmm. evident from the first minute in the movie. Yeah. Then they could have just did what they did and burned everything and rewrote it the way they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean I've go down here, is this our world? Culture mm. castle culture? gone wrong because think about it, all this stuff about wrong speaking you can't say you can't say, you can't say just like, oh my god you can't, be this, you can't do this you can't do this you can't, mm. this, can't do this and it's like what can you do and fucking sit and breathe air I'm sure if I offend yes. somebody for crying out loud it's like mm.
1: it almost I'm, feels like today's kind of culture without the the um, what's the word I'm looking for without the internet basically mm.
0: mm-hmm. I love the fact he's got a little um, sort of I don't know what that is, a flume where he's got like the the fire under it and it sets fire to all the newspapers. I'm going. So, we only hear. So, they're writing the entirety of world history to suit their way of how the world goes. Mm. So, what? I mean, hmm. I also got down here. He gets a newspaper article where he crosses out the words chocolate rations to 30, 30 grams per person. And then on to say that's a great thing because it's going up from 25 to 30, but he knows it should be higher, like 90 or something like that. So what is happening here? Is actually Britain locked in its own bubble? I mean, is the rest of the world actually surviving well, and Britain's a complete fucking joke?
1: I mean, we already are the joke to the majority Farewell. country countries around the world, so it's not far from truth, but, you know...
0: Mm. Because I don't know if you caught it, but at the very, very, very start, I was to talk about how there was a war in three continents mm. and it was a three prong war yeah. and Britain had lost heavily. So this is why it's down to just rations. The place is bombed out, and there's like nuclear fallout and stuff in the other place. So
1: mm-hmm. I'm going.
0: When did the bomb set in the fifties?
1: I mean, yeah, exactly. And uh, I was watching that. I, I was watching that, and then I was going, well, that that you can obviously tell Orwell got his inspiration from from the Second World War, cause like basic mm-hmm. pre three pronged war. You know, where there was us and the French against the German. So well, technically, for the Americans were there as well. Um, But let's face it, out of those four who, apart from the Germans who got beat, who who was, you know, worked off, well, the Brits, if you look at their day count and everything else, so.
0: Mm. Yeah, with the British and the the Germans and, did I say it, the Japanese, I mean, Christ, they get bombed out next week, so.
1: Oh God, yeah.
0: Also, I've got in here, everything is spelt wrong. Is that text speech or is it because the schooling is completely utterly fucked?
1: I would say it's down to the illiteracy rate within the the, country. Um, They do mention later on in the movie that the illiteracy rate goes up by 54% and you just think, (sighs) well, we see John Hurt reading to Julia later in the movie. I doubt it for romantic reasons. I think it's purely because she can't read. I mean, at one point she she can't tell the time. So what did the illiteracy rate go up from? Zero to 54?
0: I have no idea. Mm. no idea at all it says this world seems grimy and disgusting and everything is under the heel and I'm thinking where's the other side of it then surely there must be some rich people that have all the books they want and have all the things they do to want have the chocolate all the stuff they want so where's the other side of it obviously it's the, the downtrodden side of it where's the actual
2: truth
1: yeah. I mean we do get hints of it when John and Julia are in the upstairs um, the upstairs room and uh, she turns up with all the, like, the forbidden sugar and coffee and things. And you think, well, mm-hmm. there is someone out there somewhere who's got all this, you know, all all the niceties. So mm-hmm. we're just almost in a way, almost in a way we're left almost oppressed as well because we never get to see her or find out where she's getting it and how she's getting
0: it. Yeah, I was going to ask her, is she a spy? I mean, is she trying to set John up? Can, I see
1: uh, that or- funny that's one of that's one of my questions as well because I've got later on this bit where I try and explain why I think uh, why I think Winston was just set up to feel right from the beginning and one of the things is was, was she in on it as well? 'Cause mm. you know, bit iffy
0: i will got down here, so he returns home from work and there's a non-stop video showing someone admitting that he was wrong for believing the truth, wrong for listening to the hearsay and not following the party line, and then he's killed on camera, like, whoa, that is, hmm, yeah. this place is so
1: downtrodden. Yeah, I mean that's very that's pretty rough, I mean no wonder they are all you know, just no wonder they're all just willing to believe this crap, because let's face it, what, the, you know, the the other side, this, they, get, they get their murder broadcast to the rest of Britain, so. Mm,
0: mm. I mean, I'll go down here, the party is so insidious and so sinister that they actually have children being the eyes and ears of the party. Yeah, I'm going. This is so fucking wrong. I mean, these kids can't read nor write or spell, but they can grass up their parents, grass up anybody. And I'm going. This is so disgusting. It's
1: so mm. insidious. It's,
0: it's so wrong.
1: Yeah, these bra- these children are brainwashed almost worse than the adults because, if we find out later on, they're brainwashed into thinking they're doing good and they grass up even their parents, not yeah. knowing that to do so would get them killed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all the fact how they're dressed like um, boy scouts and girl girl scouts. Yeah. I'm going, God, that's so nasty, so cold. So my first initial thought when I seen that was Hitler youth. Oh yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah, I was thinking myself, mm. well, oh my God, Hitler youth right there. Mm, I just yeah, love yeah. the fact that the, the children take great glee and and. Say, oh my God, this person's got a book, or this person's got this. I'm going, you vicious little fucking shit, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, like you're almost, you're almost wanting to grab one of those children and shake them, and going, do you realise that to stick them in for having, you know, something that I've got hundreds of around in my house, and I probably die rather than let people have them. Books, you're literally sending them to their death. Like, what's more important, that book or having, like, face at your father or whatever in your life?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got down here one of the most disgusting things about this movie is we hear Smith's inner thoughts that quote thought crime is death mm. the fuck this is definitely our world how do we let this happen by the way now I blame Helgopter parents for warping up their little darlings in cotton wool so the yeah. big bad world won't hurt them the colleges and universities bend to their wills and guess what the world doesn't give a french fried titty fuck. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. The real world doesn't give a fuck about you as a person. All you need to do is pay your taxes, get your get a job, live in misery like the rest of us, and die. Mm. Who gives a fuck about your fucking sex life? Who gives a shit about your fucking gender, your sexuality, your whatever? Yeah. I mean, if somebody thinks you're, a, that you're bad for doing it, that's their problem, not yours. Get on with it and stop trying to demand the world bend to your... Pathetic little will grow the fuck up and just, and grow some balls grow grow a backbone. Bi- you yeah. are not a five year old toddler, so stop acting like one. Stop throwing your fucking toys at the pram every time somebody goes. Oh, you're a whatever it is You know it's like uh, yeah. just grow up.
1: Well said. Cause yeah, cause that this, this movie portrays perfectly how scary I thought it would be. Of let's face it, for us, if cancel culture continue and, you know, how easily it's going to be for the government to make the majority of the population believe whatever the fuck they want them to believe.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a utter joke. I'm going, do you want Castle Gold to, to take over the world? Do you want this 1984 to actually happen? Do you want v and yeah. death to actually happen? Exactly. Do you want gays and... And uh, minorities to be absolutely despised and hated and round up and tested upon. I mean, do you want this to happen? Because that's going to happen if you continue to push and push and push.
1: And it's like be... it'll be happen again, because it's already happened <clears throat> to yes. all our predecessors, sadly. And it's like, yeah, even if the can culture did get the way and we all were all subjected to a version of the 1984 in reality, it's not going to be all hunky-dory for them either because, you know, they have to live by the rules as well. It'll just get to the point where they will try and cancel everything to the point where someone will turn back and go, well, no. And right now should be the time where people are going, no, you're well over the age of, let's face it, 15. Stop being offended by everything. Grow a backbone, grow up, get on with yourself. You're not the most important person in the world.
0: Mm. i mean there's a there's a quote which might actually butcher because i came out off the top of my head that says first they came for the blacks i did nothing then they came for the gays i did nothing then they come for the woman i did nothing and then they came for the workers i did nothing then they're coming for me who's going to stop them
1: yeah
0: you know it's like yeah you're standing there doing nothing because you think you're at the right until you realize the right's finger's going to be fickle and point at you Then what, who's going to say that for you Nobody because they're all fucking
1: dead Because the only people that could have Let faith that helped you in any way Shape or form are all dead Or in, yes. or in Modern version of concentration camps
0: Mm, mm I mean, uh, let's go back to the movie where uh, the one thing I thought was utterly disgusting is every single house has a huge TV and video camera watching them constantly. They can't even sleep. They can't even eat. They can't even have personal privacy in their own home.
1: Mm, I found that deeply disturbing. So I did I, I, that just, you know, to. I mean, we, we, we feel like my brother watching us when we step outside our door, but could you imagine having that in your house?
0: Hmm. well technically we do i mean we have cell phones or mobile mm-hmm. phones we have laptops or, or tablets and such and they have cameras on it and i'm guessing the government is watching or google is watching you know
2: <laughs> so hmm,
0: hmm. i love the fact how smith has written in a little diary which he bought for pennies uh that he wishes to live free and he thinks the thought police and the party are wrong. He wants to live without fear. He wants to be entirely free. I'm thinking, mm. is this Evie from Viva Vendetta?
1: Yeah, it, it feels like a it feels like a, it feels like a version of Evie, didn't it? Um mm. so it uh, but yeah. He's you know, looking for freedom kinda of left me feeling a bit sad in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of the fact, he has to hide his diary behind a brick in his wall behind mm. the camera, or just off the camera's view. I'm going, wow, this is disgusting. Yeah. So at night, he dreams of green fields and trees and freedom, and this, these are abrupt dreams all throughout the movie, and this kind of, I'm like, this is edited in weirdly. Why is it shoved in like this? I mean, I don't know. Did you find it weird?
1: I think it weird how they edited that like that, because, let's face it, there was time for it to come, cut to that, and you thought, hold on a minute. Uh, we slipped from reality again. Um, mm. But, you know, I think it was to show um, part Winston's daydreaming throughout, you know, his life. Know. Mm. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't get this movie. It's badly edited. It's badly chopped up. It feels like it should be either half an hour longer or shorter. It just feels like this is weird and it's, it's kind of disjointed.
1: Mm. And the book has that flow to it as well. It's, mm. it's almost to make you feel uh, uncomfortable with what the characters feel.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. So in the morning he wakes up and is rudely told by a quote-unquote fitness, uh, fitness instructor to quote, do better while working out while well, he's hacking up a lung, because all they do is smoke cigarettes and down gin. Mm-hmm. Which I love that one. She said, when they have gin for breakfast, I'm like, <laughs> fuck it? It's like, oh my God. And they have cigarettes for breakfast. They have reconstituted food for breakfast. I'm like, bloody hell, this is disgusting. How is has yeah. Britain got so low? And how is this world get so vile and so corrupt? Like, mm.
1: Yeah, it's a scary thought as to how... Uh, I mean, they used the backdrop of war, but let's face it, anything—even the goddamn pandemic—could cause mm. it. Where you know, anything where you give the your the the government so much too much power, and it's a classic case of give an inch and they'll take a mile. Yes,
0: yeah, exactly. Is that speaking of which, he he uh, goes to work and he bumps into his labour. Parsons, played by Gregor Fisher, who we'll mm-hmm. bring him back up in a second. He walks into work and he is placed about the, what was it, two grams more chocolate, 10 grams more chocolate or something like that. He then begs for bl- razor blades. I've got to hear, wow, this economy is so disgusting. You have to reuse razor blades time and, time and time again. Yeah,
1: because when he said he'd been using the same one for six
0: weeks, yes. my skin crawled. I thought, yeah. oh my God. Oh, that's gone good. So let's talk Gregor Fisher. I mean, uh-huh. he is famous in Scotland for playing a certain TV character. Um yeah. And wasn't you in one an extra uh, of this TV show?
1: I was. I've met, I've had the honour of meeting and working with Gregor Fisher, so I was pleasantly surprised to see him in this because I didn't know he was in this at all.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've met him myself once, and mm-hmm. he's a bit standoffish. What
1: so. I I don't know if I met him 'cause like face it, we were working together so but he was genuinely um nice and things when I met him he was bitching about the paparazzi to mm-hmm. me when when I met him so but yeah it, it, quite a cuz like you see Gregor Fisher is so well known in Scotland he's he's almost like a Scottish national treasure um mm-hmm. so to see him and he's known for doing mainly comedy. So today, to see him go from that far, far opposite and do this to, you know, it's weird, but it a good weird.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a dramatic actor until the, what was it, mid-80s? Then he became this Gla- uh, Glaswegian, actually, mm. uh, central belt icon. Yeah. And then his career sort of dried up and he's now been doing... What's he doing now? Bit part acting here and everywhere sort of stuff. So
1: Isn't he on something on STV? Uh like he's got he's got like a continuing role in it or something. I don't oh, know. I don't, don't actually follow his career, but you know.
0: I have no idea. Like I said, I just found it interesting he went from dramatic actor to uh TV star and it ultimately killed his career and he's now crawling back up the ladder to get back to being yeah. a dramatic actor. So, hmm, I mean, won.
1: it begs the question: What, what do you think he does best, though, comedy or drama?
0: I would say drama because his comedy stuff sort of runs a bit flat after about
1: yeah, know, two, three, it, four episodes. It was, yeah, it was great for the 90s and early 90s, but yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Mm. It was great for the 80s and 90s, I would say. Yeah. But after that, it went downhill. It's like Christ. And it was I mean,
1: sick. there's only so much times you can poke fun at your own accent, and own um, let's face it, out outer outer a uh, Glasgow, you know, um neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah. And times before you start to say, right, okay, I've seen it, heard it, done it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no so many times you go, I, I'll tell you this. Let me tell you, this, boy and you know, all that stuff. It's like, yeah, there's almost so many times you can do that whole thing and and all this. I'm going, hmm. Hmm, you should have hung up the the string vest in the nineties, you know, late nineties, early nineties. You should have brought it into the the modern era. So, well,
1: hmm. technically they did. They only brought it back for what was it, the ten year, fifteen year anniversary, which is when I was in it.
0: All oh, right, okay then. Okay, then. okay Right then. So, get back to this movie then. At yes. breakfast which is a real fucking chicken coop, more and more and more people are begging for razor blades from Smiths. I'm going, what the fuck? This party can't even give their people razor blades. I mean, hmm. as on the TV, the reports say how great the party is boasting about how much coal has been dug up, yet they can't give the office workers good food, basic niceties,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and
0: a good place to sleep. So it's all going to the stinking witch then.
1: Yeah, it's like the rhyming of all these good, all these, all these, you know, almost like good achievement in a way, but let's face it, in the most depressing, monotone voice I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet the people that are physically living through it are suffering.
0: Yeah. I love the fact how they're going, oh my God, coal production's up by 4% and steel's up. That, that, that. I'm going, you're aware that Britain will eventually run out of coal and oil. I mean, that's why the, yeah. the coal mines are shut out in the 80s, because they're not yeah. of coal. that
1: exactly. God almighty. Uh, uh, like this is why, and I don't want to get into the whole Scottish independent debate, but this is why I keep saying no to Scottish independent, because... Mm. You know, Nicholas Dudgeon's big saying, i got his coal and mm-hmm. got your oil, and it's like, yeah, it won't last forever, love.
2: No, it we won't, not. no.
1: Yeah. No,
0: it won't at all. And since we left European Union, most of that oil is now going back to Europe. So it's like, yeah mm,
1: okay so, so now it's not even ours.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've got down here. Uh, just like today, the rich get richer. The middle class bitch and whine about how unfair it is. As the poor get fucked in the ass time and time and time again. Yeah. Nothing will change. Nothing has changed. And nothing will change for decades. For centuries even. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this goes on for eons. How the rich get richer. And the middle class just say, oh, it's so unfair. We can't afford this. But the poor gets fucked in the ass.
1: So yeah, it's, and it's going to oh. can. It's going to continue forever. The, the rich will stay richer, the poorer will stay poorer, and the people in the middle will continue to complain.
0: Mm. It's so unfair. I haven't been on my second holiday. Well, the poor have been on holiday in fucking 20 years, something like that, you know, it's 15, 20 Never
1: years. Never been on holiday in their life, and they're going, oh, my God, I missed my third holiday of the year. Mm. And there's some poor family going, "Yeah, well, I lost nine members of her family because I had to work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I noticed that when, when this, this pandemic first hit, people were complaining on Twitter. Oh my god, I had my three holidays booked this year. Oh my god, I'm going to stay inside. This is so unfair. I'm going shut the fuck up, you entitled little fuck nugget. You complete waste of spunk. You're a waste of yeah. your dad itching your daddy's pants. You're a fucking disgusting human being. Moaning about oh my god, I need to go get a visa. I must have a tan. I must go here. I must go here. I must go. How about Shut the fuck up! How about you take the money you were going to spend on this ridiculous, overpriced holiday and put it to a fucking charity? Yes, fucking bastard! Yeah, yeah. Shut up! Fucking hell yeah. right, Stuff of it. oh my god! I can't see this movie in the cinema. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't buy this latest car. I can't buy this latest this piece of jewelry. I can't buy this latest this phone. I can't. This, like shut up, you fucking greedy, selfish, narcissistic waste of spunk! Just stand the wall and shut the. Back up, stand in the corner, and face the wall, and shut the fuck up. I mean, oh my god, it just drives me insane. Oh, I've been to my third holiday. I know people hasn't been holiday since
1: 1992. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Out. And it's like there were people, you know, complaining and crying, Oh, I have to work from home. I feel hard done by. I was like, yeah, you're not hard done by. The people that are hard done by, that the people that still have to leave the house to yes. work.
0: People that work in hospitals, let alone fucking yeah. market supermarkets for crazy, dealing with when you cancel, you because I need toilet paper for my arse. What eight four, fucking eight million rolls of stuff for what exactly? You've got one arsehole, <laughs> well two for yourself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you
0: know,
1: standing there with those big, those big, multi, multi, multi packs, and they get a bit sick to them. It's like, remind me, many kids have you got? Just the two? What well, are they really unwell at the moment? Why the fuck do you need all of
0: that? Yeah, I remember sitting in Tesco fighting with somebody to get a four-pack of toilet roll. And I'm going, there's always you and your but-ugly boyfriend and you're supposed to be mutt with you. Why have you got, like, 52,000 fucking rolls of toilet roll? You've got two RCs. Why you need so much? Take the, the four-pack and shut the fucking piss off. And that's crap. It was fucking ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I mean, frankly, <sighs> didn't have any bother getting in it, any, but the amount of people you've seen arguing and you're just thinking, I tell my neighbour, my, my neighbour, um, across from me and she lives alone and them am into toilet roll and things and I thought you live alone Who you? what are you doing you're not passing it out to the street I know that yeah
0: it's ridiculous I'm going why are you hoarding toilet paper what's it going to do I mean
1: and, uh, I I, was laughing I was like why is everybody hoarding toilet paper because let's face it Covid doesn't you know it doesn't give you an upset stomach
0: yeah Yeah. I mean the other thing that drives me up the wall I get hand advisors I remember when the pandemic first hit you could get, like, I mean before it started, rather, you get, like, hand sanitizers for, like, a pound, pound 50. Now it's, what, £9? Yeah. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Supply and demand watch, crying out loud.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I've been buying hand sanitizer regularly because, as you'll know very well, I've got really bad OCD with my hand. So mm. when the price suddenly skyrocketed, I was just getting off my head, going, come on to fuck, people, stop buying it. Us. us that have a genuine condition where... You know, we literally feel like we're going to die if we don't wash our hands or suffering. And you have buying fucking four million bottles of this stuff to shove in a cupboard.
0: Yeah, it's a joke. I mean, I remember standing specifically standing in boots waiting to get a little bottle, a little dinky... Um, I don't think it was like fifty ml bottle, mm. and there was about forty people in front of me and about eighty five behind me. I could you not? It was fucking jam packed and chock a block, and people were taking like four and five bottles, and it specifically said one per person. Mm. And I'm going, what the fuck? It's, it's a fucking the society is disgusting. It's so selfish and narcissistic and disgusting. It's yeah. like maybe, maybe this fight should go ahead and wipe off the entirety of the assholes on this planet and have a couple of million nice people on this place, a couple of billion wankers and complete waste of spunk for crying out loud. But
1: Yeah, that that annoyed me, the the bulk buying and uh, with the further restrictions, especially here in Scotland. and you know, 70% sure it's going to skyrocket again But the bulk mm. buying just annoyed me I was like, see if you just buy what you normally buy You will not actually run out of anything and I was like, my neighbour was boasting at the start of the pandemic About she got four kids And it's her and a junky-ass boyfriend And <laughs> she was, um for our American listeners That's a heavy drug user mm. <laughs> um, But she was, you know, boasting about how she sent uh, her boyfriend and the three oldest, they're a kid, because it was one bottle each. Um, mm. Sent them in one at a time to buy a bottle of hand sanitizer, so they ended up with like five for the whole house. I was like, you're a, I mean, I just looked at her going out of and went, you're an asset, people like you that are coughing the bulk buying, and yeah. close for door.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kid you not, I remember this summer. Um, in the pound shop or the door shop or the euro shop or whatever it is, basically the budget shop. And they had like six rolls of toilet paper for like uh, what was it? a pound fifty or something instead like of the usual pound. And Ooh. this woman, a kid not took the entire crate mind, the entire cage of toilet rolls to the thousand and demanded she could pay for it all. <sighs> and well, there was also fighting with the manager and assistant manager because she was allowed to have one. One um, roll, sort of thing, one roll, one set, wow. you know what I mean? One, like, eight pack, whatever it was. Really? She wanted the entire fucking cage. What the fuck? What are you going to do with that? You've got fucking one asshole, you're a selfish <laughs> cow.
1: <laughs> exactly. I was uh, like, yeah, God. unless you get, you know, unless you get a mansion to store all of that and you don't need that.
0: Um, yeah, something tells me she was selling this shit for like fucking yeah. five or ten times the price, This sneaky cow. Yeah. But <clears throat> moving on, <laughs> back to this movie. I've got in here, why are they giving gin for breakfast? Hmm.
1: Yeah, why?
0: I mean, as I don't get it myself. They're, they're drinking gin and they're eating what was like fucking slop, and yeah. I'm going. So your diet is gin, slop, and cigarettes.
1: Mm. And at one point we see Winston eating something that looks like a really old crusty roll, and I just think, like, you know, what's with that diet? Because, you know. Like, what the hell? And how come some people look, how can I say it nicely, slightly bigger bill than other. I've done all on that, that same diet.
0: Mm, I, mean, I love the fact how the neighbour, which is named Parsons, yes, Parsons, is going, oh my God, I got some, what was it, juicy bits of reconstituted meat. And I'm going, Jesus Christ, it was like fucking chewed up tobacco spat out on a on plate. Or it was like, um, what's all that stuff? Uh, What was that dried out meat called again? Jerky.
1: No like good. dried to it.
0: out jerky. It's like, that's disgusting. And he's going, yeah. oh, this is good meat. Is I'm going, you're chewing for like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So over Sleeks, a worker, Smythe, uh, played by James Walker. He is pleased with his work because apparently his new dictionary only has like 12 pages. I'm like, what the fuck? This is our world. <laughs> it says it's less than an inch thick by the that time next year. What in the fuck? That's something you're proud of? You're shrinking the dictionary because all these wrong speak words are all banned and cancelled and such. And I'm going, this is our world.
1: Yeah, this is our future, sadly. You know, one of these days I'm going to buy an Oxford Oxford dictionary and it's literally going to be five pages long.
2: Mm -hmm. I've got
0: down here, he then boasts that by 2050 no one will be a free thinker. Wait, what? Why would it take 66 years if the party is ruling and controlling everything in this godforsaken planet? How much of a dictatorship it, it, there is if the dictionary is only two inches thick today? Why would it take 66 more years in order to completely abolish three thoughts?
1: Yeah, that was, yeah that, that was something that didn't make sense to me. Surely it would take a lot less.
0: mm-hmm I mean, it, it makes me wonder and shudder to think what the future's going to be like. Are we going to have like inch thick dictionaries? I mean, for fuck's sake, are we going to have I
2: hope
0: not. Uh, people walking to push? Oh, we can't say, she can't, say, she can't say, no holding hands in public, or no having salt for dinner, no having sugar for coffee, and it's like, oh, fuck off. Or no having milk for tea because it's raping animals. Oh, for
1: God's oh, sake. They're no the vegans at all. I'm not opposed to like vegan or vegetarian or anything like that, but you know. <laughs> um, but they say, you can't drink milk because it's raping animal. I'm like, mm. what the fuck are you on? Or, or they go, you can't drink milk because you're starving baby calves. I'm like, mm. no.
0: I mean, last week when I wandered around the city centre to, to finish my Christmas shopping, yeah. I was wearing a scarf and it was a woolen scarf. And someone walked up to me and went, that's genocide for wool. You're raping sheep for wool. I'm like, you don't kill the sheep when you're shearing them. You shear them. <laughs> Yeah. Hello. And she goes, the, the wolves to keep the sheep warm. Uh, No, it's not. Hello. just an unsheared sheep. It's an utter yeah. upstained misery. You silly bitch. How the fuck is... Oh, my God. That's like... It'll
1: die, oh die of overheating by bloody May. Yes. Even, even if, in this country.
0: Mm, I mean, I was going to say, that's like you not having a haircut. For your entire life then, bitching and moaning it's so long and so tangled, you silly bit. It's not going to rape you and kill you because you have a haircut, you silly fucking... That just pissed me off, but you, you, you're genocide animals. Really? For wearing a fucking scarf, you silly fucking gitty mm. fuckers. This is why I have no time for feed.
1: Yeah, uh, like the next thing I'll not be to cut my grass in the summer because it will be killing the plants.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a, it's a complete bloody old joke. And moving on. Ooh. So Parsons is then pleased with the the public hang- hangings of free thinkers, as Smith looks on, kind of I'm going, ooh, Kiran.
1: Yeah, he's kind of almost disturbed and um, slightly worried about, you know, how...
0: His neighbours get this great in his eye about how people yeah. are getting hung for wrong speak, I'm going, ooh, Kiran.
1: How, how easily led, yeah, the, the rest of the world, including Parson, um, who seem to be portrayed as the worst out. I think of the easily led people. Um how easily led and brainwashed they all are. It seems to unnerve them, which all so.
0: mm. I've got down here, it's dropped that the party took power in nineteen fifty seven and this is their third nine year plan for a perfect world. So wow. this has been going for what was that, uh generation? Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is why the kids are so fucked and so easily manipulated and why most of the people in their, in their teens and 20s are so brainwashed and how the old folks seem to be miraculously missing. You know, it's like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So well, no, more... they, they get to a certain age and then they are, you know, both off, shall we say.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I don't know. It just seems to me this is a bit fucked Though they do see like, this war has been going on since the forties, I'm going shouldn't you be realising that like, there's no war would go longer than what was that forty fucking years and still fighting? I'm going how long has this war been going on for?
1: You have heard of the Hundred Year War, although there weren't a hundred years and then, but you know. Yes, I was it, it was. Uh, no, it was a hundred and something, hundred and three, wasn't it? Not? Um, but it, it was almost continuously, so it's not implausible.
0: But they do say that London was one of the first cities bombed by the nukes, which is why London is wiped off the plant, off the map rather. Why there's like so much destruction and mm. so much, um, I don't know, well, war bomb sites yeah. and such. So let me hear more of Smith's inner thoughts as he watches the people getting hung. He calls them, "What the hell is that?" See he par parls? He calls them, Free Thinkers mm. saying. If only they knew they had the power, not the party. Government should fear the people. People should not fear the governments. So yeah, hmm. he then writes in his diary the one night he had sex with a uh, poltergeist. That's not one for whore. Uh, he also finished it to uh, this this woman. When I, mean, I was like, this is a disgusting scene. She looks like she's half bloody dead.
1: Yeah, and did you notice she was played by that woman that was in a very f- famous Scottish sitcom, um, a soap opera, she was in Riverside. I oh, wish she a woman? I, yeah. I, don't, I don't watch it, I just know the woman Scottish that was in it because my mother watched it.
0: Mm, I see. Yeah, mm. I've, just, I've got it in here. So these uh, pros or, or poles as you called them, are outcasted three thinkers then? these mm. ones that don't follow the, the party seem to live an equally miserable life if you do follow the party. I mean, wouldn't you have more benefits if you follow the party uh, follow the rules in the party? Why is there, uh, does the polls or pros rather, look so much more downtrodden, but equally as downtrodden as the actual uh, party followers? Yeah, I mean, I there,
1: there, there doesn't seem to be any change in the what, what I'm looking for the quality of your life, whether you do or don't follow the party.
0: Mm. It's, it's completely disgusting. So next day at work, um, there's more footage of a man getting killed. There's more editing of the man's death in the newspaper. A smith looks for razor blades at a run-down old pawn shop. Mm. shop owner is uh, Charrington, played by Cyril Cusick. Uh-huh. And he sells my paperweight for four dollars. And he upstairs to his quote, unquote secret apartment.
1: Mm. I'm
0: going, this is a setup, mate, run.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I seen that and I was like, yeah, run,
0: run. Also, I've got down here, why are they using dollars and not pounds?
1: Yeah, why are they very, for it being set in Britain and using British actors? why is it very American,
0: I mm, I have no idea myself. So here, they try to sell him his ex-wife's bed. Uh, which apparently is riddled with bedbugs. Nope. He then sees a picture of a church, which was hung there since years earlier and apparently was burned down. So the first thing to go in this whole party is religion. then. Much hmm. is the
1: bad. first thing every political party in some society, right, to him, eh?
0: Yeah, that's true. I would say that would that be bad not to to ban religion because religion is the cause of almost every war on the fucking planet. So
1: definitely, I'm I'm in the mind that politics and religion are the same evil. So to ban one, you have to ban the other.
0: Mm, that's true. That's very very true.
1: And if you ban both, could let's face it, it, wouldn't bother me. Both were not in my life. But if you ban both, would the whole of society be able to function?
0: that's very true because we are a, a um tribal society you know mm. what i mean it's, it's us versus them constantly if, if it's not like man versus woman then you've got straight versus gays you get gays versus lesbians you've got buys versus gays versus lesbians you know it's like crying out loud and you've got the quote-unquote queer people and that stuff it's like oh dear god mm. you've got the gender fluid people versus the quote-unquote normies it's like oh god yeah. you've got black mm-hmm. versus white and such and it's like yeah we're a tribal disgusting yeah. Selfish uh, race.
1: Old, old, very young. And then there's all the the religion against everyone. Yeah, Yeah. that's
0: that's very, very true. I mean, we're a very tribal, uh, mean race.
1: We're almost almost, almost, uh, preconditioned to follow something in one way or another.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that we're easily led. Mm. So anyway, we're going back to this movie. So he meets a woman called Julia, played by Susanna Hamilton. Uh and she has, like, put stuff all over the wall because she's got party propaganda, and boom, he's in love. I'm going, really, one quick meeting of this moment, and you're in love. Kieran? I'm
1: supposed to say, you know, love at first sight.
0: Mm, I suppose. Although, like, as you said earlier, is she a plant? Was she there to deliberately weed him out because they realised he's actually a bit of a free thinker and it's dangerous for him to be in such a high office job if he's going to start editing stuff and letting things slip. Yeah. Is that why
1: it wasn't until much later on in the movie I had that thought, but you know, if uh, possible, let's face it, he's got he's got what is considered a high pay uh, one of the most uh, what what I'm looking for? A high powered job almost um, for mm. the for, you know, the society they live in now. So it uh, you know Quite easily, it could almost be quite simple for them to plant a plant in there. Mm. And let's face it, nothing more seductive to men and certain women than a fairly attractive looking woman. So, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, is she a plant? I've got done here. Is she a plant all along? I mean, this seems to be too perfect. How that he gets tortured but she doesn't. You know, not start getting tortured. Yeah. getting tortured, mm. and I'm going. Yeah. I mean the.
1: The worst we see happen to her is uh, get punched in the stomach, which is a pretty horrible thing to happen. If you've ever been punched full mm. force in the stomach, I think I'd rather be kicked in the head than punched in the stomach again. Um, But, you know, but, yeah, we see her torture <laughs> scene that goes on for, what, what that easily, the last 20 minutes of the movie. And, yes. You know, yes. Where, uh, we don't see her anything happen to her. No. Which <laughs> made me think, there are high are a high probability she had plant from the very beginning.
0: Yeah, was it called for that a honey trap? Was that what it
1: called
0: mm. it? Yeah, done it during yeah. the World War Two also with the
1: yeah.
0: the spies and figured if there if there was a a two-faced spy sort of thing, it's like, ooh, okay then.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: So he returns home for more gin because of course he do. As on the TV, it spouts out, "War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is peace." Then. Reports that marriage is down by fifty percent as women turn away from sex just like today then, you know? I mean
1: Yeah, turning away the the they're turning away from marriage and what Ten thousand of them had declared celibacy. Mm,
0: hmm, mm hmm. Yeah. I mean did you go, did you watch that little um celibacy thing they had where all they were all sitting in groups saying, Oh, I I I, I denounce sex, I'm going okay. Mm. Yeah. You're aware that it's gonna kill the population, would you say that? The population will go down anyway, so yeah, maybe it's not a bad thing. Um, <laughs> I was
1: like, good for you, love, but you know, you are the way, you are just, you know, heading straight on to, you know, wiping out mankind, but you know, mm, mm, carry, carry on. Don't I mean, let me stop you.
0: I just like today, I read somewhere that 20 something percent of American men avoid women at all cost and will not sexual advances because they're too scared of being cancelled because of false rape allegations mm. and as such. And I'm going okay. Then. And more and more women are having more and more power in the uh, office environment and such, which yeah. is perfectly fine. Um, but they're saying they'll wait later, later on in their life, to have children. So mm. there's a smaller portion of children getting born, which yeah, is
1: yeah. I read, thing. I read that as well. That um, yeah, that. Women are waiting till the even older than where I am currently, mm. um so they have like their first children and they they think about marriage and things, which you know, more power to them, you know. thinking let's face it, you want to be financially stable before you bring life into the world, but yeah, they they do they do see that it, it, the the gap between Getting having kids and getting married, or just having kids if you don't, if you never want to do the marriage thing, totally up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, 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 it getting wider every whenever at the, the the monitor, whatever, every five, every ten years to do a census. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, this is also unfortunately bringing the rise of MGTOW, which is uh-huh. men going their own way, which is again. Yes going against a woman and hating women and being uh what is that called again an involuntary incel uh an involuntary celibate person because they think that the women are only after the muscle guys and the guys with money and such and uh, i can't can i not agree with that one because i meant as you seen this completely fuck guy and realized oh my god he's stinking rich and there's mm. like, two or three people, women after them, sort of scenario. So, hmm. I also yeah. don't have to end here, much like today, the rise of the fourth wave man-hating feminists that want to have all men milked for sperm and then killed, including gay men, first. They want to wipe out entirety the gay population of the world because, apparently, we do not bow to the power of the, the vagina. Therefore, we must be killed. And yeah. they want to have, like... All men killed at a certain age because we're "quote unquote" born rapists,
1: which yeah. is ridiculous. It's almost like the case of me, when men stop getting to the uh, the when men start getting to the age where they stop producing um, spam, then they should be you know that's it <clears throat> done for. But yeah, you know, some men can produce what is as a um, they can produce
0: sperm into their fucking 80s, where women stop in what, yeah. their 40s, 50s.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Even I'm getting to the... Not that I ever want kids, but even I'm pushing the age where I wanted kids had need to hurry about it. Mm.
0: Mm. So, yeah. I mean, this is what worries me. If there's a rise of fourth and fifth wave feminists and the rise of the MGTOWs, which are just as bad as other, yeah. how fuck's is this generation going to be? The next generation going to be? I mean, oh, my God. There's already places where... It's something like 80% are all female for university courses. It's all female. The 80% of all most of it, is female. So what's yeah. going to happen in the 20 years from now? Is it going to be an entire university full of female? Only, an entire university full of males only. You're going to have separate camps. And again, more war. I mean, more hate and spite and such.
1: But yeah, but, but gee, no way for any society to ever operate because, let's face it, you know, they... I think I think both genders need the other, whether you're sexually attracted to the other or not. We mm. you know, both genders need the other for certain things in this whole, you know, because uh, every every year I still read the reports on, you know, what what university oncology uh courses and things like that do um, what what the majority of the gender are enrolling on me. And again, it's still like, what is it? It's still like 80, 85% for things that used to be considered the women's jobs, so like nothing how anything to do with creative, like making things that wouldn't work. It's all like women and you're like, why? And then all the, all the things that I've seen as like manly jobs, like science and mathematics and things like that, are still like the majority are men and you're like, why you know hi- history has proven and we still continue to this day prove that women can do these jobs as well so yes yes well i don't know where the inherent almost uh, the inherent lack of self-confidence and women to just come and go they're a mathematics course i'm gonna do it personally i wouldn't do it i've get to select seven numbers but i have a reason for not enrolling on them but why all these women that are going to Oh, I wish I would have pursued my love a number. Like, well, why mm. didn't you? Well, isn't that a man time? Well, no. Uh, of
0: course. Like, I'm good with numbers, but I'll do feminist dance theory instead. Mm, yeah. Why? What is it waste a fucking $80,000 and 40s journal life? I mean, for God's sake. It and the, the worry, oh, I can't get a job. I can't think why. You've got fucking feminist poetry and fucking feminist dance. Hello.
1: <laughs> exactly. I I once, I once met a woman in the university library a couple of years back and she was studying what was it, a history of women or women studies. And that's what it was women studies. And I looked at her and went, What's that? And she said, it was basically like a history of women and like women's rights and things. And like my first thought was feminist, which is nothing wrong with that. But my second but my my only question to her was can you do with that in your life and at the time she said to me what were you studying at the time I was doing my medieval history course and she went but what can you do with that I was like I can do almost anything I want with that but the main thing I can do is teach it to people in a university which is what I want to do with it and I was like but what can you do with women's study?" and she went eh. and she thought for a minute and I thought well you know if you don't know when you're on the course what you can do with it why the hell did you sign up for it
0: Yes, exactly. It's a joke. Another It's another, another joke. Apparently, most American kindergartners, kindergarten, uh, mm. Pre- like kindergarten, yeah. uh, were asked what like, do we do when they become older, and eighty-five percent of them said uh, TikTok star, or yeah. YouTube star, or Instagram star. And only something like one percent says doctor, policeman, fireman. And people were people saying like, "Oh, it'd be an actor and an athlete." <laughs> and a movie star, and uh, uh, um, a singer, and I'm going, really? 85% more than what to be fucking instant famous? I mean,
1: yeah, and that is yeah. disgusting. There, there was a similar poll down here, and the number for just as shocking, about the amount of primary school kids that turned around and said, yeah, I want to be famous. Yeah. Like, famous in what way, though? And, you know, the majority of them didn't have an answer, they just wanted the fame and the money, and you're like, you know, even if you want to be famous, you have to know what you want to do. Do you want to be a footballer, a singer, if that's the case, can you sing? If you can't, you can't do that. Um, do you want to be an actor, if that's the case? You know, you know, you better say to your mum, starting from probably yesterday, I want to be going to acting school. Pretty yeah. hard to just turn up an adult actor and be like, yeah, I want to do this full time. Although, can you blame these
0: 10 to 15-year-olds who see these Idiots on TikTok miming to shitty songs and they're yeah. earning more money than God, more yeah. money than their brain cells. I mean, look at the fucking the, the Logan Paul and his idiot brother mm. <clears throat> earning millions of dollars for fake boxing matches. Look at the Kardashians, billions of dollars for what? Having fake fucking everything?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, having a sex tape out, my God, and she became an instant billionaire? Fuck off with that shit. That's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, is, I mean also I've read that there's actual teaching courses how to make youtube videos how to make tiktok videos there how to you twerk
1: there in is. schools I have a famous, fr- famous um comedian cannot remember her name who openly admits that she went to college to study how to be at, uh, it was funny university but yeah she studied how to be uh, how to be a comedian that was the name of the course and mm-hmm. i was like you know, commit to me if I'm wrong, but you know, the old school comedian who I love, like Les Dawson and Victoria Wood and Julia Walton and even Don Friend, you know, for them it's like natural. They mm-hmm. didn't uh, have to study it where you're only admitting that all oh, the so called comedy are uh, fake. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a utter joke. When I was in high school, we had multiple separate courses for multiple separate things. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like for instance, like home ec, home economics, where yeah. we had to learn how to, to balance a checkbook or balance a, a budget, how to cook and such like that. That's been replaced by, what is it, coding and programming, which is fine and dandy, but what about how to budget uh, your life?
1: Yeah. <laughs> how, to bud- how to budget, you know, here have every week for a person now, Mm. Try and budget a whole life on that. See if you could. I mean, yeah. I my uh, a woman. My mum. My mum. No, her daughter. Daughter needed help with her homework, and I said, well, let's see. I, you know, I'm not good at it, but I'll have a look. And it was literally it was for her, so, her social media studies class. And I looked mm. at her and like, What the hell is social media study? And it was basically like computing the computing class we got, but it was all to do with Facebook and things like that and the homework was, you know based on someone's life online and I was like, this is ridiculous mm, like, yeah. whatever happened to here her computer, like the only thing that they ever taught me in computing how to do it was again, uh, balance balance books and and you know, those online spreadsheets and whatever else and type you know, touch <laughs> type and things like that, Never one where well, I thought, here's, you know on on here's someone's online uh, life, she and had these three questions based on it. I was like, eh, no. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, my oldest niece, she's about the same age as you, actually, mm. um, and she said to me years ago, "Oh, I, I'm I'm doing what was it? Social media studies, and I'm doing social studies, and this, and did it. And I'm like, completely pointless bloody course that i have it. Um mm. and I was stunned that she could actually email in her final exam page, I'm going, you've got to be fucking shitting me. You can actually email in your final exams. Utterly ridiculous. And she asked, uh, I said, so how are you going to deal with money and such? Because you have no idea. Oh, I'll put it on plastic. (laughs) Just like that. It's like, okay then, so how are you going to balance your your debts and such? Eh, plastic. Well, that's fine and dandy. So, hmm.
1: Yeah. hmm. Crying out
0: loud, bloody joke. Anyway, go back to this movie because we're slightly off course there. Um, (laughs) Cut to Little Boy Smith, played by Rupert Borderman, uh, mm-hmm. watching a dead woman surrounded by rats and eaten by rats. And this is his fear his of rats. Well, it's his mother, yeah, but it's also yeah. his fear of rats.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a dream, so it's like, okay. And like I said, editing in this movie is all we're place. a little place. Yeah. Hmm.
2: So uh,
1: and yeah. It, uh, for the most part, it's to set the atmosphere, but sometimes how... Uh, when I was watching it, I think, I wonder if they do bad editing and they're hiding it behind that.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, point in case, next morning he's thrown shaving using an old dull razor blade as outside the window helicopter helicopters watching him the fuck? It goes yeah. from his nightmare to him shaving. I'm going, mm. what is that going to do with each other?
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's like yeah, that was his nightmare then, and that's he free the rat, but it's almost showing us the parallel of his nightmare and the nightmare he's living, you know? Oh, I have no idea.
0: Hmm. So finally, he meets Julia. Uh, as she's got an arm and a sling for reasons. She falls yep. in front of him, and he's now lured in. She posts him a note, or well, hands him a note saying, I love you, and a place to meet. And I'm going, okay then, this is a setup, mate. Run, yeah. red fucking flag. But he burns a yeah. little note thing and he's little, what is that, an incinerator thing he's got next to his desk?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for incinerating the, the newspaper. Yeah, when she did that, I was just like, a stranger danger. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, I was going, you're a fucking idiot if you don't believe that she's, like, she's setting you up for something. So,
1: hmm.
0: Mm. So, later on in the day, Smith is repairing Parsons' sink as his wife, played by Marlene Kendall, looks on with, I don't know, lust in her eyes. I have no idea what's going on here.
2: I have no idea.
0: Yeah, with her children, Susan, played by Lynn Radford, and William, played by PJ Nicholson, watching on. Yes. On TV, people are getting hung and they're clapping. I'm going, okay then. Out of nowhere, the son says Smith is a thought criminal. How? Because he can repair a dodgy uh, pipe?
1: Yeah, the way he said that, I was like, you what? How would you figure that out? You know, it's like he repaired a a sink, you know.
2: Oh, I
0: have
1: no idea. I mean, it's... And the look he gave him the whole entire time as well. I was just like... I was just like, I'm sorry, if I was that age and I was sitting glaring, well standing, glaring at a, and almost snarling at an adult like that, I'd have got a belt up the back of the head.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, like I said, they're using the kids as eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, this is really insidious, it's really disgusting how they, they're doing yeah. this to kids.
2: Mm-hmm. So on the
0: news, it reports of victory in the never-ending war in India. You are right in the streets as prisoners of wars are paraded around. Everyone is chanting kill, kill, kill as the POWs are shot. All but Smith looks on an abject horror as the guys are getting their brains blown out right in front of them going, what is this society? Is this how being for blood we would become if we had a totalitarian society?
1: I I have a horrible feeling that yes, this is exactly what we turn into. And you know, personally, I hope it well after I'm gone, so I don't have to witness it. Cause it is just it is just hell. Like you know, these people for having their own freedom to think are paraded around in front of you know, idiots that shout and kill them. Mm, yeah. And then yeah. they are killed. It's, like, it's just like yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. So then, out of nowhere, Julia comes behind Smith and slips him a, a note asking if, if they can meet for a date in ex-London that Sunday. I'm going, yeah, love, run. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, meet
1: rather, run, because yeah. she's a fucking plant. Yeah, definitely. And um, thinking, when I watched that movie, thinking back uh, now, I think, yeah, she was definitely... She must have been a plant, giving them all these little forbidden things and asking them in the forbidden date and things to see if we would actually be tempted or mm. just turn up. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hmm. I don't know. It's, it's kind of kinda disturbing how actually... Is she innocent or is she actually a, a, a honey trap? Is she a plant? Yeah. I mean, hmm. hmm. Like I said, Smithfield had the more intelligence to realise... This is a bit sus uh, out of nowhere. She's up to me and she's over me like a bloody bad rash. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah,
1: she gets very intense very quickly. They go from a couple of bare looks to uh, are you all right when she falls in the corridor? And now suddenly she's, you know, won't leave them alone. It's Mm. it's very, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, run, mate, run. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jesus. cut to that Sunday as Smith takes a steam train to London mm. uh, which has fallen to pieces and uh, is completely jam-packed. The train that is uh, I'm going with me here. Why would um, if London's supposed to be radioactive why the fuck is the trains going to?
1: <laughs> yeah, why would there still be train? Saying that Chernobyl's still radioactive and there's still, pe- there's still um, like trails and things like that you can take, so
0: that's very true so the place is jam-packed with little spy v what is it called the v squad girl guides yeah. a, aka the party spies as yeah. they're all heard singing propaganda songs now i've got down here if the party is so rich then why uh, is everything called to police pieces why is everything completely to shit? Where's the money going to? I mean, if all this... Oh my God, we've got victory here, victory here, victory... We've got so much production, so much money, so much power... Where the fuck's it all going to?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm.
0: So in a random park in London, Julia meets Smith and she shows him the field of his dreams. Okay then. The two then have sex before she says she's done this hundreds of times before. She's unpure and corrupt. Mm. he says he loves it about her he also says he hates purity and hates all things nice yeah she's a fucking plant
1: yeah that's the moment you'd be like right I'm out of here the mood's gone
0: yeah I've got that here she's obviously a spy and a honey trap Mm. and she's used to lure uh, unhappy illegal men because they're quote quote traitors or free thinkers you're a fucking idiot mate run
1: yeah exactly
0: so next day, Smith and Partons attends a lecture on the party, how to get rid of the orgasm and the quote-unquote quote, family unit because it's, quote, wrong to think against the party. The fuck? How are children born then if you can't have sex and can't be against the party? Hmm. Yeah. You clearly I
1: it, haven't
0: thought that one out. Uh, or is it just the sting rich have as many kids as they want but the poor get fucked in the ass?
1: Ma'am, would it be the first time we've seen that in
0: history? Yes, yeah, that's very true. Or is this world completely, utterly fucked? I mean, is the, the population of this world down to less than a billion if it's run by this party? So, hmm, mm-hmm. I'll go down here. Is inbreding this world's entirety? Is there hundreds of people getting inbred because they can't have sex? You know, so, hmm, where we going? So, days later, Smith is shopping in the junk shop yet again, but it's very slim pickings again, How is this party thought as if great if there's nothing for anybody to buy? what's the point of going on in life? I mean, yeah, so Smith rents the room above the shop for four dollars a week uh why is it dollars not in pounds? This is Britain not America. hello, so hmm mm-hmm. so days later, Smith is in there smoking a cigarette as Julia shows up with a basket full of goodies including coffee tea milk jam and other goodies like bread i'm going where should you get the bread from where should you get the food from
1: yeah it's all and fresh it, and her only explanation is um what was it the 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 what was it The still a few runs here with the good stuff and i was like how? Wow. <laughs> you know yeah what I mean? What's that meant to be? I'm all for cryptic, but come on. i have got down here. So, much like today,
0: sugar is banned.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And everything gets replaced by saccharin, which is fucking disgusting, frankly. Oh. She then says that white bread is banned, but she says this is real because she got it somewhere. She also has real fresh tea and coffee. I'm going, okay, then. Red flag's all over the place. Mm. If this stuff is banned, how the fuck did she get a hold of it she's a fucking honey trap you silly mm.
1: yeah like if this stuff is banned and she's got no real reason as to why she got her hands on it mm. that's the moment you run for the hell and you're like yeah i don't know who you are but you know what nice meeting you bye enjoy yeah. your life
0: yeah i mean in fifa vendetta there's a similar scene but v says he stole it from supply trains and such mm. so it's explained why but in this one it's like no i just found it in a shop how <laughs> I mean, that's just just, just wrong. She like, yeah. gets out of the bed and she fixes her hair and fixes makeup and puts on a dress. Again, where the fuck does she get the stuff from? Where does she get the makeup from? Where does she get the dress from? If everything is banned for being too personal. Mm-hmm. So, where does she get the blue dress from?
1: Yeah. Um, he, why he doesn't think to ask her, uh, you know, that would be my first question. Of- Okay, where'd you get that from? Because that alone could get up or killed.
0: Yes, yeah. Where'd you get the, the makeup from? Where'd you get the dress from? And I mean, where'd you get food from? Where'd you get a fucking dress from? If if everything's supposed to be homogenised, it's all supposed to be unsexual. They're all wearing the same outfit. They're all wearing the same little and such. So I'm going.
1: Yeah.
0: Where did the dress come from?
1: Yeah. Where'd you get the makeup and the hairspray? Because her hair was obviously combed and things like that, mm. and she got makeup on. And they're wearing it the soon, so.
0: Yeah, so the two of them have sex yet again. And cut to Smith writing in his diary, freedom is wrong. Two plus two equals four? Okay then. Mm -hmm. I've just got to hear, what is the point of this scene? Hmm.
1: Well, it's just I'm showing his thought again and how he'd like freedom, because he's going, well, freedom would be to write two plus two equals four, and not what they're taught that. 2 plus 2 equals 22. Because mm, you've true. literally
0: got two and two, 2 and 2. That's very, very true. Also, I've got down here freedom is writing rather, not wrong. Mm. Uh, 2 plus 2 equals 4 and not 5 or 6, or whatever it says towards the end of the movie. Days later, after editing the newspaper, yet again, stuff is pulled aside by O'Brien, played by Richard Burton, who complains that he can write. I'm going. Why can Pony can write? So that's weird.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, they're on the tenth edition of the dictionary, not the ninth edition, which Smith is using. Therefore, he's breaking the law. I'm going. If he hasn't been handed it yet, how's he breaking the fucking law?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Smith tells him his workplace and uses the ninth, not the tenth, uh, edition. So he isn't in the wrong. O'Brien then gives him his address and tells him to meet him up, and he'll give him his new di- uh, dictionary. I'm going, yeah, mate. You're set up, run.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, run for the hill, and don't mm. look back. Mm.
0: Next night, Julia and Smith have sex yet again. It's past 9 p.m. on a clock which Julia can't read. And I've watched next in high school. I remember having so much nudity. You
1: know. Yeah, yeah. The 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 nudity. Um, I'm not usually shocked, but even I was shocked by the amount of nudity in the movie. I was like, I don't remember this from high school.
0: No, no. I mean, either we watched the edited version, or uh, the teacher was faster than the fast forward button. <laughs> you know, I don't remember <laughs> being this much nudity in this thing. I was kind of stunned. Yeah. So she's finished and she leaves. She tells him to wait 30 minutes before leaving. Also, that she really loves him. And I'm going, isn't there a bloody um, uh, lockdown here? Isn't there quarantine or quarantine? What's I'm Uh what I for? Um,
1: uh, uh, I know what you mean. Like, um, like curfew?
0: A curfew, curfew that's what I'm for. Yeah, a yeah, curfew. So he waits the half an hour and they're walking home late at night and Smith is bombed out of nowhere. Where the fuck did that bomb come from?
1: I have no idea. It's not explained, but yeah. Mm.
0: So this knocks him into a deep sleep. This is another dream of a little boy and a woman who I'm guessing is his mother. Then Julie in bed. Then Smith tells him his nightmares of the woman covered in rats and his sister eating a bar of chocolate. I'm going, I'm lost. (laughs) (laughs) I'm completely lost. I have no idea what's going on here. He says that he was a little boy before the party took over the over the country if not the planet mm. and he was stealing a bar of chocolate from a girl his sister question mark he then runs from it eats it returns hours later and they're dead eaten by rats right yeah he then asks her not to betray him she says she can't betray him okay then red flag. Mm. days later smith visits o'brien for the book and he lives in the big luxury house, again, a red fucking flag. Yeah. And as I said earlier, the rich get richer and the poor get fucked in the ass. Mm-hmm. So he offers Smith wine, which he takes, and then he turns on a gigantic TV, much to Smith's shock, because apparently you can't turn TVs off and on at will because the party, you know. Um, O'Brien tells Smith Goldsmith may try to quote pull the party down but he isn't organised like the quote party as he will not win so he offers him yet more wine mm. and this thing took 45 takes <gasps> and, had a, mm, and had a room full of cue cards all over the fucking walls he couldn't remember anything of the bloody lines so it's like bloody hell
2: wow. so
0: he gives him the 10th edition of the dictionary and then turns the TV back on and wishes him good luck slash goodbye. And I'm going, yeah mate, you're set up. You better run for it mate. Yeah.
1: Like drop the book and Hmm. mm
0: And Smith returns home, looks for the book as it's unnamed. An unnamed man rather wrote this thing about a speech of how there. She says some women were killed and it's no longer war, but it's now murder. So, if then finds a book within a book and says, the speaker says, one uh, of them for now, as they will hold a protest of strength against the party. I'm going, if this guy, uh what's his name? Sorry, I've got the guy's name now. O'Brien. O'Brien knew this was a book within a book. Why did he give him it? I mean, I, I'm kinda of confused again, I'm going, what's happening?
1: He he's giving them resistance, a book about a book that people in the resistance would have. So he's setting them up really. Mm. Under the pretense of it's in a dictionary. Mm.
0: Okay. Then. So Smith then reads a book and finds out it, the war is not real, it's all faked. It's never ended to keep people afraid and the party in power, like today. With mm. like this bloody, never-ending fucking virus. It's like, oh my God.
1: Absolutely. Every time we're told, yeah, is it, every time we're told you yeah, we're left to know the restrictions, suddenly so oh, it's all back again. We yeah. need to put them all back
0: in. Yeah, I wonder how long it's going to take before society goes, fuck you. I mean, let's just live with this virus, like the flu. You know, I
1: mean... Well, there's already one expert out there who are uh, calling for our government to just, you know, no more lockdowns because it's not doing any any good.
0: Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. So that next day, Smith is reading the book to Julia. And then they're caught. It's a trap all along. The shop owner turns them in for free mm-hmm. thinking and they're quickly arrested. I'm going... Smith, you're a fucking idiot. You should have known this was a trap, you fucking moron. I mean, yeah. this Julia chick was all over you, and next minute you've given a, this mysterious book, they've a book, and it's like, hmm, it's telling you how to rebel. Yeah, it's a trap, you fucking idiot. So, hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. And that whole part was very, very indicative of how Anne Frank and the people of the Annette were discovered. Living, living, living above a shop, and they were turned in by saying that it was an office they lived in, and they were uh, turned in by one of the people that worked in it. So,
0: yeah, trust no one, you know. So. Hmm. Mm, absolutely. So cut, cut to Smith in a white tiled room, waiting for his fate. Hours, days, weeks, months later, Parson is thrown in. Also, however, this is also a trap. Hmm. To get more information out of Smith by using his friend and neighbour? Okay then. Turns out Parsons' daughter turned him in for no apparent reason. Again, this is so disgusting. And this leads to my rules of horror. One, Mm. no showers. Two, don't trust children or old people. And three, if it's too good to be true, get the fuck out of there. And this movie gets two of the three right off the (laughs) bat, you know. So, hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, this whole, this whole bit had me disturbed because, because Parson's obviously been, you know, wrongly accused by his daughter and he's been arrested and beat up and probably murdered. Mm. But he's clearly got... It's clearly been for no real reason because he clearly, he said, I'm part of seen, um what was it, gang or agency. And mm. we obviously know by now that's the resistance. But he's got no memory of it and he's, like, going, oh, he's been charged with like, three thinking and seven... City. and you mentioned something like, you know, I imagine how it how it creeps up on you because I didn't even know I'd been to Seven City, and you just think, yeah, these children are literally any, it's literally a case of when when people when they when there was that thing like a couple of years ago where you couldn't hit your children for, you know, parents couldn't hit their children for being naughty for fear of being arrested. With uh, that, you can just imagine that parsons he told his daughter off and she's been like on the phone or wherever saying my dad's rethinking or my dad get books in the house
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah she's a pure malicious spite probably yeah. so hmm. mm. so parsons is taken away screaming that he's innocent or what the hell he's screaming at and walks o'brien to tell him the party knows everything he is the party leader so cut to smith being treated like a traitor She's like Evie and V for Vendetta getting his hair cut, getting tortured and getting what was he getting shocked by electric volts? What the hell was yeah. happening?
1: He was getting uh, electric shock uh, um torture and then the rat torture thing that both had me mm. go well, they were just horrible. It was very it was almost it was almost um it was almost cut and paste as to how heretics retreated in the medieval
0: mm, period. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, Smith falls asleep somehow, he also just passed out for the pain,
2: mm. and he's
0: dreaming of the green fields, and somehow O'Brien is walking him in the fields, so I'm confused again. Yeah. And cut to the notorious 2 plus 2 equals 5 scene as Smith is tied to a torture rack, as you says, and O'Brien tried to convince him that all his memories are wrong. He's mentally ill. He's not capable of of anything. He's a complete bloody idiot. Trying to get him to say two plus two is five, not four, but sometimes <laughs> three, not five. And I'm going. It's for Star Trek. Got that him where Picard is tied down? How I many likes is it? Is it four lights or five lights?
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm talking about, where he's he's um, kidnapped by the I think it was Cardassians. Oh yeah, he's
2: yeah. Going, <laughs> There's four
0: lies, not stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is this what it came from? Yeah,
1: it must have been.
0: Anyway, so before he has his mind wiped, because apparently this is one of their tortures, is mind wiping. So it makes me think how many people have been mind wiped? How many people have been resistance fighters but aren't real resistance fighters? They're just (laughs) thinking, therefore, mind wipe by 3000 volts electricity. O'Brien tells Smith the most important question Does Big Brother exist? Yes or no? E. O'Brien then wipes his memory. The green fields is a lie. There is no cake. I've got it here. Yeah, which is a nod to... Um, what was that called again? Where you have the little gun... Uh, the portal. Portal. That's what it is. Cake is a lie, you know. So, hmm.
1: Ah, right, okay.
0: So after a mind wipe and torture scene, Smith still believes love will conquer hate. S- so Goldstein's book is proof of this happening until O'Brien says he wrote the book. Goldstein is fake. Like I said, the right wing controlled the left. There's no such thing as three thoughts. Yeah, Everything is under the power of the stinking fucking rich.
1: Absolutely.
0: Mm. So weeks, if not months later, Smith is taking to room one, 101, still believing the party will lose. But he's broken, beaten and starved almost to death. He is now defeated and brainwashed. Room 101 is your ultimate fear. In Smith's case, that's rats. As he's tied to a chair with a rat on his face, it will say it will chew through his bones and chew through his oh, face wow. in minutes. Mm. And Julia then well, Julia says Smith are set free after their mind went to do all over again. Hmm. The news reports the war is over. As Smith is drinking gin in a cafe, as Julia is watching him, as credits roll, I'm going, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. (laughs) This ending is completely the fuck.
1: Yeah, it's just completely baffled. and That that ending just left me with more questions than answers, to be perfectly honest. But going back to the rat scene, that rat scene literally had me wanting to turn this off because that is based on a real punishment used in medieval right. time but on the, the, uh, the wicker basket and the rats in the wicker basket were glued to the condemned belly well stomach um, right. and the the top parts of the part that wasn't glued to you were set on fire and the rats only had one way to go and that was through you to escape Jeez. Uh, it freaked me out i was half expecting a version of the brazen bull it turned up in the next scene as well mm,
0: mm. yeah 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 exactly so let's just um wrap this thing up then shall we mm. i will say this is absolute utter garbage this is depressing dull and dull on a bag of rocks i just did not give a french fried titty fuck i didn't care by the end of this movie, because it was obvious Smith was set up to be the, the, the fall guy. It was obvious mm. that Julia was a honey trap. It was obvious that the kids were lying to get their father in trouble. I mean, if FIFA Vendetta* was an ultimate up movie, then this is the ultimate downer movie. This should have came back in Risa Blades, Rusty ones like that, because it's mm. so suicidal and depressing. So what do you say?
1: I mean, I've got to say um, overall I found this movie very haunting and Uh, almost like a very haunting and powerful experience. I mean, the visual capture the oppression that is in every single scene from the very beginning to the very end. And, you know, we almost suffer a a form of oppression ourselves watching it, because we never find out what happened to Julia. Like we say, was she a honey trap or did she suffer the same fate as Winston, only we were lucky enough not to witness it? what mm-hmm. happened to Parson, like, did they, you know, shoot him like he feared, or was he sent to a labour camp, and then we are wondering about Winston, I mean, that ending with him sitting there in the, um, in that cafe, the last time I felt an ending this, it left me as baffled as that, as when I watched the, the 1980s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where you mm-hmm. think he? Survived it and it turns out he got caught because it just leaves you at the end thinking, Right, is he part of the hive mind now as well? You know, um, and you know, I mean, it left we all know this book that he faced on a book by George Orwell, but mm-hmm. does it live up to the book? Not really, but that's not, doesn't mean to say that Radford's adaptation is bad, it's just. Always well, a tough act to follow, really. Mm. I mean, in part, parallel to what we've all been living through, it's damn right fucking scary. I mean, it does make you think like we are all only a couple of steps away from this being our reality and yeah. our normal. And sadly, there's some countries in the world that are already having this thrust upon them. You know, mm. I mean, you've got to give the the actors the credit for the portrayal in this. It, you know, they do at the the downtrodden, the depressed, the, the brainwashed, you know, they do it all perfectly. It, you know, it, it, I really enjoyed it, I have to say. It's dark and it's moody, but it's beautiful and brilliant and it's in my own right. You know, it left me slightly uncomfortable in a way, but in a good way, if I'm being honest. But then that could be because, you know... The
0: truth can hurt in a way, so. Hmm. Yeah. I guess if a few from the up movie, then this one's a fucking downer. Oh
1: god, on. yeah, yeah, god. Like you, you don't, you don't set out to watch that and go, you know, I'm in a good mood. I think I will watch 1984 today mm. because you will, if you get, you get a gas cooking your house, you will be turning it on and putting your head in it by the end of it. But yeah. if, if you do find yourself watching it, like you are gonna sit and you know. You're more likely you're gonna sit and just be like in awe and then thinking about you know recent event and going, Well, that is true, that mm-hmm. is uh, ability. So, you know, for what it does, it does it well, but yeah, the opposite, it's the complete, um, ultimate depressed movie. You know, if you're mm-hmm. depressed, put this on you, it'll make even that will make you feel great. <laughs>
0: No, it's not the, debatable Anyway, let's let's score this one out of five. One being dog shit and five being solid gold. I'm gonna give the thing a zero out of five, because I fucking hate this movie. It's so fucking bleak and depressing and miserable and it's so just a downer. I mean it's just there's nothing like it in V that one. Evie has her Runs out to the roof and feels the rain on her face, and she has an mm. orgasm almost as the rain hits on her face. This is just fucking depressing. It feels like you should have a razor blade in your finger, waiting to go slice as this thing finishes. It's just so raw and disgusting. So, what do you say?
1: I'm giving it five because I think it's great. I mean, he took that it's not the happily ever after movie that we're all like, uh, we're all kind of used to, and I, and that's all what George Orwell did. He did dark and horrible and nine down they didn't end well and this adaptation did that brilliantly so I think for what it is and the fact that it is meant to be down, dark, bleak, horrible and depressing and it does make you feel like that by the end, it's got to be a five for me mm, yeah.
0: could I, could I put Did you know there's actually two versions of this? Yes! There's yeah. this 84 version and I think there's a 52 version, a 53 version I there's mean also- I do know yeah, there's also a very rare live-one shown TV version of this. And I watched the 50s version and it's pretty much this movie, but it's shorter by about 40 minutes and mm. there's no violence in it, there's no sex in it, and there's nothing but it's a more condensed, more manageable movie. Wow. It's just as as bleak, but it has a different ending. So it's like okay then.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, anyway. I, do now, I do now know that there's two versions here, but yeah, that's
0: interesting. Hmm. So, thank you for listening. Now, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And follow us on Twitter at Two Geeks Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. And you can follow Joanne on Twitter at Two
1: Geeks
0: Joanne. Uh, now, we have a Facebook and Instagram page, Two Geeks Talk Movies. So, give us a follow on that one. And our next podcast will be. The Thing from 1982. Mm. So that should be interesting. A perfect January movie. Absolutely. (laughs) So thank you for listening and goodbye.